a few minutes I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 3, but just to set some background, Paul's writing to the church at Ephesus, and he's explaining God's plan and purpose from the beginning of time to the present time, how he was bringing Jews, Gentiles together through the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. The context is in the Old Testament, God showed his power, his love, his character through his dealings with the Israelites, the Jewish people, and even for a time when they come into the New Testament, the Jewish people thought, we are the people, we are it. We're the only ones that God's interested in, so to speak. Now we can all have that kind of concept about ourselves, but as we read recently through the book of Acts, God brought the Gentiles into his wonderful plan and purposes. And though I'm reading chapter 3, verse 2, chapter 2, sorry, Paul is writing, they say, together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross, and our hostility toward each other was put to death. He goes on to say, through him, that is Jesus, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. Incredible. Uh, teaching from Paul and letter. Then we can read chapter 3 and just make a few comments on it. Paul says in that context, that background, how God has brought Jews and Gentiles together and dwells in them by his spirit. He says, when I think of all this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus for the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming by the way that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you Gentiles, As I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now by his spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom and its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I'm suffering for you, so you should feel honored. That's Paul, not me. Okay. I'm suffering for you, but you should feel honored. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. 
Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Incredible word in Paul in that context is talking about all, then he starts that chapter, when I think of all this, and it's as if when I think of this, it blows my mind. When I think and try and think of all God's plan and what he's doing, this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Wow, that's incredible. He graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. That's you and me. The endless treasures through Christ are available to us. The life, salvation, the joy, the hope, the grace, the peace, the love, the acceptance, the standing with God, they're all available to us. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authority in the heavenly realms. Basically, the context, look, commentators, that's the angelic forces of heaven. God is saying, listen, look at how I deal with the church. Look at my redemptive plan from the beginning. Look at how my plan was for redemption, how this people rebelled against me, walked away from me. But all from the beginning, I had a plan and a purpose and it all, and I brought them all back through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice. And, and, and it's the angels looking and say, wow, what an incredible plan. How amazing. God's working and dealing with the church. It's incredible. There's the old song that says, angels see your face, but do they know your awesome grace? Angels see your throne, is it? But do they, but your mercy they've never known. The angels are amazed. They look at God looking, dealing with his people, and the angels are going, wow, what incredible God that is. Look at what he's done with all this people down there. And we can think it and see it. But this morning, the reality is, if it's just a head knowledge we have about it, then it's all it is is a... It's like a theory, a set of ideas, a philosophy, a charter, a statement on the wall. We're not meant to live but just a head knowledge. I think I've got a title, Children of Revelation. If David can come away with, uh, Pastor David can come away with, how am I supposed to live without you song? Okay, last week, and getting a singer. Okay, those of a certain generation, 1972, T-Rex had a song, Children of the Revolution. We're not going to sing it because we're not children of the revolution. We're children of the revelation. We are children and we're called to be children of the revelation. God didn't mean us just to live by a head knowledge or understanding. He meant us to live by revelation of the Spirit of God. Paul is saying what makes it come alive is not knowing it in your head, but it's when it goes down into the depths of your being. It's not talking about it. It's a revelation. God, Paul says God didn't reveal his purpose to the previous generation, but now by his Spirit he's revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. And I want to tell you from the context and what Paul is basically saying here, listen, I want to talk to you and he says I'm bringing want to, the Spirit of God to bring a revelation to you. It's not a theory. We don't live by theory, and as people of the spirit of being Pentecostal, it's not living by our head knowledge and our understanding. It's been people of the revelation of the Spirit of God. And my prayer today is that I speak that go beyond my words, that the Spirit of God, and I've prayed this week, the Spirit of God brings a revelation into the very depths of your being, not your head process. Listen, I'm not saying you don't get rid of your brain. Sometimes Pentecostals can be uh, accused of getting rid of their brain. 
And the sad thing is, sometimes it is we've lost our brain. Thank God for people, and thank God for our intellect, and thank God for our brain. One of the greatest things about the church, one of the wow factors about the church, is it's got people who've got degrees and letters after their name. It's got people with no levels, and they still come under the one banner. There's people who are Jews and Gentiles. There are those whose political views are different, who their, their life circle is different, their interests are different, their sporting interests are different. They're all different, but God has united them through the cross. There's no other group on planet Earth as unique and as incredible as the Church of Jesus Christ with such a variety of backgrounds coming in under the one banner of Jesus Christ. But we don't throw our brains out the window. But listen, but we don't live by our brains. We live by revelation in the depths of our being and our spirit. The reason we came to faith and into this relationship was revelation. I had a revelation that I was a sinner and I needed Jesus to save me. I had a revelation that the Jesus Christ took my sins and my punishment in Calvary and come into me. We live by revelation. And as Pentecostal, we want to be people who get revelation from the Spirit. Sometimes it's better felt than told. Listen, I grew up in Cumnock. Please forgive me. Okay, it's better felt than told. But I want to tell you, revelation transforms us. When we come to the end part of the chapter, which is the bit I want to focus on, and you thought it was nearly finished. No. Paul's prayer for spiritual growth. Every pastor, every church leader wants to see spiritual growth in the people. I believe that everyone should have a desire to grow. And my prayer that God this morning, by his spirit, brings some three areas of revelation in us, which is more than a head knowledge, but right into the depths of our being. First one is a revelation of his power in you. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. This is it's a broader topic which I'm focused on, but I really had a sense this week when I was praying, and I trust that God reveals it to some people today. Listen, that simply that you're going to make it, that you're going to come through it. There's somebody this week who says, I don't think I can keep going. Others are thinking life is too hard. But this morning I'm praying and really believing that as I speak that the Spirit of God is just going to bring a revelation into you. There's an inner strength within you and you're going to make it. You're not going to come through. There's some of you living in an area where there just seems to be one problem after another. It just seems as if you go over one thing and another thing hits you. But today, God wants by His Spirit to just bring a revelation into your world. You know what? That there's a strength in there that you're going to make it. That you're going to come through. And it's not enough me talking about it. It needs the Spirit of God to just impart something into the depths of your being. That you got a revelation this morning. You know what? There's an inner strength in me that I'm going to make it and I'm going to come through. I remember many, well, a number of years ago, not that many, some of us went to Ben Lomond on a walk. It was organized by Jim Walsham, which should have had alarm bells ringing in my ear in the first place. Okay. But it wasn't. And this wasn't Jim's fault. It was this Jim's fault. I wore wrong footwear, shall we say. Okay. I didn't the proper footwear for the climb that we're going. And after about 45 minutes of walking, and my feet were well, we beginning to get sore, and I was finding that a bit of a struggle. And I'll never forget, after about 45 minutes, we came to a sign which says, you are now at the foot of Ben Lomond. <laughs> and I'm, Jim, where have we been for the last 45 minutes? And listen, that whole climb was a struggle. It was a struggle for me. 
it's even worse when you're struggling and you see guys with rucksacks in the back running up past you in the road up and then running back down after they've been to the top and you're still only halfway up the thing. You know, and it was a struggle. And there were times I said, oh, I've reached the peak. And you just a bit got there and then you saw there was another peak beyond that. And that happened about three or four times. I thought I was at the top and I thought, yeah. And then just when you got there, there was another one to climb. And there was another one to climb. And there was another. And oh, sometimes that's a bit like life. Sometimes about life, you think, oh, I've just got over this. And another one hits you. And I don't know how I'm going to make it. But I want to tell you, see when you keep going, there's another strength that you can keep going. I want to see when I got to the top of Ben Lomond, it was worth all the hassle, all the struggle. I was living on a different level than I was down and below. I got a different perspective, a different perspective in life, a different picture, a different view. And I was on a higher level than I was because I kept going. And listen, some some of you in here are like that today. You think you're you're never going to make it. It's a struggle and you're just getting to the end of something and something else comes. But I want to tell you this morning, that the Spirit of God is telling you this morning and I pray it's in the depths of your being on your head that you've got a strength within you you've got an inner power and a strength within you that no matter how hard the struggle you're going to make it and you're going to climb higher and it's going to bring you to a different level than where you are just now and you need to know that you know that you know that that's what God is doing within you the second one is a revelation of his passion for you may you have the power to understand as all God's people should how wide how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. I.e., you can't really understand it fully in your head. It needs to be a revolution within you. The mind can't fully grasp his love for you. It's a fact. God loves you. When John 4, 16 says, God is love. John 3, 16, we all, uh, those who have been in church, for any length of time would know, John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Maybe you're in here today, maybe you're watching online, and you've never asked Jesus to be a Savior. Maybe you've not got that eternal life and that assurance when you leave planet Earth, you're going to spend eternity in heaven with God and with Jesus. But today, God's saying that he so loved the world that he gave his only Son for you. That if you believe in him, you're not perished, but you'll have everlasting life, and you only need to pray that away. Jeremiah 31 and 3 says, I've loved you with an everlasting love. I want to tell you, all eyes closed, heads bowed, hands up if you didn't get a Valentine card this week. Just kidding. <laughs> oh. If you did not get a Valentine card this week, I want to tell you, there's a God who loves you more than anybody who else who got a Valentine card. God loves you. You can't do anything more to make him love you more. You can't do anything less to make him love you less. God loves you. But here's the deal. The only way to fully experience the love of God is to be in a relationship. Just in the natural, the only way to embrace somebody and get the benefits of somebody's love is to be in a relationship with them. And when you're in a relationship with God, you can embrace and enjoy all the benefits and all the blessings of his love. But knowing God doesn't love me doesn't really change us. I have grown up in the church I must have been about three or four years old when I first was taken to church. And let me just say I'm so thankful that my parents took me to church. I'm so thankful for my background. But I must have heard thousands of times God loved me. I must have sang hundreds of songs about God loving me. From an early age, I knew in my head that God loved me. I knew in my head that God Love me, but I've shared this before, but I remember years ago there was a meeting one Saturday night in here and I was sitting over there 
And during the meeting, something changed within me. I had knew in my head, God loved me. I'd heard it for about 120 years, that God loved me. And it was in there, God loved me, God loves me. But there was one night, by the Spirit of God, there was a revelation that came from there and went into there, that God loved me. And it transformed my relationship with God. And this morning, some of you, you know in there that God loves you, but I'm believing that something drops into the, vet, the depths of your being, that God loves you, that he's not there to hit you with a big stick, that you are for me, not against me. No, I'm not saying you can live any way you like, because when you really recognize that God loves you, and the Bible says we love him because he first loved us, but when we get a revelation that God loves us, no, what you want to do, you want to please the one who you're in a love relationship with. But today, I pray that you get a revelation that I had, that God doesn't love you just up there, but right in the depths of your being, that you get a revelation from the life and the Spirit of God, that God really loves you, that God's mad about you, that God thinks you're wonderful, that God thinks you're awesome, that God thinks you're incredible, that God loves you so much, and God loves you every day you wake up and you don't even love yourself. God loves you with an everlasting love, an unconditional love. His love is for you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. And if you never hear anything else this morning, you need to, if that is all that you heard this morning and it gets into the depths of your being, I want to tell you, it will transform your life. If you just you know that you know that you know, God loves you. And Paul is writing and saying, I pray that you got revelation that his passion for you is incredible, that God loves you. And thirdly, is a, re- is a re- revelation of his potential through you. In verse 20, Paul says, Now all glory to God who is able. You can put a full stop there. Whatever your circumstance, whatever your problem is this morning, now all glory to God who is able. But then he goes on to say, Through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Yes, some people need a revelation this morning that there's a power within you that you're going to make it and you can come through the struggles that you've got. There's others that just need a revelation that God really loves them. But there's some people who need a revelation that God can do more in you, do more through you than you could imagine or think. There's a potential within you which can cause you to dream bigger, to aim higher. You need a revelation that your ceiling that you've been living at is not your ceiling. Your ceiling in life is not what your school teacher told you it was. You are not what your parents said you were on a bad day. You're not limited to where your parents were or your grandparents were. God has got a potential within you. You You're not defined by what your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend said about you. You're not defined by that social post, that social media post. That doesn't limit you. We live at limitations. And I want to tell you, there's no limitations with God. The Spirit of God is saying today that as long as you remember to give God the glory, He's able through His mighty power at work within you to accomplish infinitely more. Not a little bit more, but infinitely more. Some of you have had dreams, you've had goals and they've died, but I want to tell you they can resurrect you in your revelation. Some of you have feared that's never going to happen. I want to tell you that can't happen again. Others have limited themselves today, but I'm praying for a revelation that the Spirit of God comes in and shows the limited potential that is in you. You know, the Bible says here that God can do infinitely more than we ask or think. I looked up infinitely, and it means without limit, extending indefinitely. Listen, extending indefinitely. Some people, you've thought you've passed it. 
God can't do any more with me. When the Bible says that God can do infinitely more than he could ask or think according to power in us, it says it's not a limit. It doesn't stop. There's not a time scale. It extends indefinitely and indefinitely. It's immeasurable. You know, Ant and Deck, some of you might have known the names, Ant and Deck, uh, they do a quiz thing sometimes called Limitless, which is actually a misnomer, uh, Maro, because they're saying it's limitless the amount of money you come in. Well, it's not really. It's limited to the amount of knowledge somebody has and the amount of courage they have to make some decisions. There's a limitation to what the people who go on that show, even though it's called Limitless, there's a limitation because it's based on the people's courage and the people's decision-making and the people's knowledge. But when we talk about spiritual things, me and their revelation that limitless is not a misnomer, it's a truth. Because the Spirit of God can bring something within us and it can do inevitably, infinitely more than we can ask or think, not because of us, but because of the power that's at work within us, because of the potential that is at work within us, because of the gift of God, the seed of God, the life of God. We put limitations on ourselves. Others have put limitations on ourselves. We've accepted limitations that others have put on ourselves. But this morning, some of us just need a revelation from the Spirit of God that there's no limit to what God can do in me, but God can can do through me. There's a potential which is untapped, which can soar and accomplish infinitely more that we can ask or think, not because of us, but because of the power of God at work within us. Can we stand, please? God wants to show His greatness, His wonders, His plans, His character through the church. That's you and me. God wants us to live by the limits, not of our abilities or understanding or knowledge but by revelation of His strength, His love, and His power. In a few moments, I'm going to pray, and I just want just to stand for a few moments before the band leaders in a song. Because I really felt this week, I wasn't speaking, it wasn't, I didn't want just to be a talk, and I pray, God, I pray for your spirit to bring revelation into the depths of people's being. And for some people, it's different things. Some need that revelation that they're going to make it, that there's a strength within them, which means they're going to come through in victory and conquer. Some of you just need a revelation, God loves you. And some of you need a revelation that your limits you've put on yourself are too small. Your dreams, your goals are too small because God could do infinitely more than you ask or think according to the power that's at work within us. And I'm going to pray a simple prayer. If you're just open to receive some revelation from God, I'm just praying and I believe in the Spirit of God is here. I'm not going to ask you to come out to the front. Just be where you are between you and God. I'm just going to pray right now and ask the Spirit of God just to bring a revelation that transforms us right into the depths of our being. If you're open to God, just speak to you and to reveal by His Spirit. Just lift your hands and say, Lord, I'm open to receive today. I'm open to receive from you this morning. I don't want to live in my capabilities and my head knowledge. I don't want to live in what I can understand. I want to live by revelation of the Spirit of God. I want you to bring fresh revelation into my world and into my life, into my heart, into the depths of my being. I don't want to live by me and my abilities. I want to live under the guidance and the revelation and the power of your Spirit. Father God, as we come to you this morning, Lord, we thank you for 
all that you've done. We thank you for the gift, the talent, who you've made us. But Father, we don't want to live at our level of ability. We want to live with a divine revelation by your Spirit. And as Paul prayed for that spirit of, of just to reveal and bring revelation into the church all those years ago, we thank you for that same spirit is here. And Father, we pray right now that your spirit will come and move and impart into the depths of people's being just a revelation of the strength within them, of your love for them, of your potential through them. Father, would you stand and pray right now? Lord, let your spirit minister into the depths of people right now. Lord, we open ourselves up. And Lord, I pray by your power, move and power. Let your spirit move right now. Lord, we open ourselves up for you to do what only you can bring and do. Go beyond my words. Go beyond our intellect. And right into our very depths of our spirit and our being. Lord, bring a revelation which is transformational. Lord, let us live as people of children of a revelation. That we live by your revelation and, and by your leading and your power. Lord, this morning we just stand and we say, Lord, come and speak and impart fresh revelation to us. In Jesus' name. Keep us shepherd and down.